When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lifter. And good morning. Welcome to another big edition of Jack and Flash right here on 1629 SEN Tasmania. 1611 SEN Northern Tasmania and the SEN app. It's all thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmanian Real estate experts, what a show we've got coming. This is one of the biggest 24 hours of sport we've had for a long time. Coming up, Jack is going to reflect on his massive week in footy. AFL writer Ash Brown talking all things about the Tasmanian AFL team. Tasmanian AFL draftee Claire Ransom discusses her move to the Gold Coast. Hot or not and more. And it's without further ado, we welcome, well, the self-promoting legend of Tasmanian footy, the Richmond icon. Good morning to Jack Revolt. How are you, young man? Very good, Flashman. How are you going? Yeah, I'm great. Very, oh, really, very, thanks. very good. Very good. Now, now listen, can we, we've got some audio. I've just seen some footage <laughs> coming through the last couple of days. Um, you've done it again, so do your thing, Michi. Uh, yes, no, I've, um, I've been doing a few things, but here, like, well, let's play it. Let's, let's play him a little bit of, a little bit of bananas. Let's go. Come on. That of course is, uh, the great Sam Lloyd, (laughs) Flashman kicking a goal after the siren, the, uh, against your mob, the Swanee boys, uh, one by point and BT there with a call bananas at the G and I did a little thing for Telstra. And some lads, uh, the Shep mates boys, uh, the twin brothers there, Miles and Archie, went down to their house at Balnarin. Tell us about it, mate. Drove down there. Drove down Tell to, us about it. Yeah, drove down there and uh, had to um, had to go and uh, go to their house and filmed it um, basically as they do in, in one of their bedrooms. Uh, took some lolly bananas down there, took some bananas from the, the local fresh fruit market down there as well and... Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was very very interesting, good fun. There's a couple. There's one more video to come out of just a little bit of a, a them them Ooh. proving me up. So for the people out there that enjoyed it, hundred thousand views already. Flash, it's gone. Oh. That, that has gone bananas. <laughs> that video. But, uh, <laughs> it was very, very a lot of fun, a lot of fun. But uh, no, it was. Uh, haven't it was they? Good. I mean, oh, haven't they? They've done something pretty original. And they've absolutely made a name for themselves. Well done, boys. Yeah, no, they're flying. They're flying. They're um, 50,000 uh, followers on Instagram. They're big on TikTok, which I have no idea 
how to use or what to do. But uh, no, now they've got a few partnerships and they're, they're very excited because it's obviously a big year for sport as well. Uh, they do some fantastic calls yes. from the uh, EPL and other soccer uh, soccer leagues across the world and the World Cup's rolling around at the end of the year. We know which Australia we'll be playing in. Uh, the Commonwealth Games aren't far yes. away as well. So there's some big sporting events for, for them to uh, – Use their uh, their style, their parody style of uh, of commentating um, going forward. So they've got a they've got a good little business there. I'm I'm very excited for them, and most importantly, Flashman, they're Richmond boys. So uh, very very good, very very fun to get down there and do that. And um, it's always good to create content that you that you enjoy doing. Now, what were you doing last night? Mate? Because we had a lot to watch on the tubes. I had I had my I had the big screen, of course. I had the computer going, and I had my phone going. We had the boomers on one channel. We had the test on the other channel. We had the footy. The doggies travelled to the Lions. We'll talk about the game a little bit later on. The Lions a bit too good at home again. And then this morning, Kevin Durant, get me out of here. I don't want to play here anymore. I just can't believe the scenario. Of course, if you haven't heard the news, of course, Kevin Durant, who signed... A monster deal with Brooklyn two years ago. Less 200 than two mil. Years ago. 200 mil for four uh, years. Just 200. 200 mil. Um, reporting all over the Twitter sphere. He wants out of Brooklyn. Kyrie wants out. And this is the best thing about all this, Jack, is they said, no, no, they want to play together. They just don't want to be here. <laughs> Shot me down the road somewhere. So that everyone thinks Kyrie, I think Kyrie's probably blown this joint up, actually. The, the vaccination stuff, all of that. Um, that happened last year, of course. Effectively, for those that didn't know, he couldn't play because if you're unvaccinated in York, you couldn't play in New York City, of course. Um, he just played away games. Ke- James Harden just flew the coop halfway through last year, said, get me out of here. And now the great Kevin Durant says, I don't want to be. And I'm, I'm interested in this because it was a big deal. And now we've just seen Peyton Oliver Jackie Boy, a monster deal to 2030. Um, well done to Melbourne, well done to Clayton Oliver. But does what, what does that mean now? Um, does it actually mean anything? <laughs> That's the question I want to know. Well, if you sign for seven or eight years, like what does it mean? Because these players, wherever, whatever game it is, I mean, you can get out of it. You're right, Flash. It's 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 a bizarre one because so Clayton Oliver signs a contract to to 2030. Uh, and and we know now that uh, I mean he's the first player to sign until 2030. Max Gorn actually tweeted and said 2030. Lol, uh, that's how funny it was. But, oh. but this is like so, Flashman. Just quickly before we go to a break, this is like Petrarca who signed a seven-year deal, uh, and Oliver who's just signed a seven-year deal. So Petrarca, I think, is one year into his seven-year deal. At the end of this year. They have. They're just going to go. You know what, Melbourne? Thanks, but no thanks. We we don't want to play here anymore. We're quite happy to go to another club. So um, in the NBA, I think the Suns have already been thrown up as a as a chance of um of being a a, a team to to take on both of those players. But it's a fascinating fascinating um, circumstance that's happening over there. NBA free agency has just started um, and there'll be players yes. moving left, rest, left, right and centre. But yeah, this is uh, this is a watchy space. And, and for, for lovers of the NBA, which I, I'm not a huge lover, but I love the drama, the next 24 to 48 uh, hours is really 
um, really exciting because players move around. We get a bit of drama like we've already had with with Kevin Durant. Um, And and I think this – Flash, this this is why we need mid-season trade period or something like that. And just – it, it's it just creates another thing, which is which I think's just something a, a bit different. So yes, no, I, I, I really enjoy it, and um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you're right though. I, when I saw Clayton Oliver's deal back on the AFL twenty thirty, oh. Flash Man twenty thirty, I thought there, I thought we were when Max Gorn tweeted, I thought, what in what on earth is he talking about? I had to scroll through my Twitter feed to find out what was going on, but of course, Clary Oliver, who, who we think is arguably the best player in the game at the moment um, has signed a seven year deal in it and I'm tipping it it's uh, it's not anything short of maybe a mil a year so Clary's done himself well to to obviously be a great player but then to to secure the bag as uh, as they would say in America he's, he's going to be well compensated for and deservedly compensated as well for, for what it is here so Flash, we have got a huge show. The, the, that's this is just the tip of the iceberg. What is going to be a massive show today, and I am looking forward to hearing all things you've got to say about. I mean, the cricket. Uh, we know the tennis, the footy last night, the footy this weekend is just cool. a. It's going to be a massive show, and uh, it's great to. Uh, oh, it's just, I'm just loving sport at the moment, and I want I want it because I want to talk to you about all nighters as well, and we'll do that after the break because I've never had one. And I've never stayed up all night, and I've got, I've got absolutely. I know that you certainly do this on a on, on an occasion. But uh, I want to hear. I want to throw the pose the question. What's your What's your perfect all nighter? What sort of sport are you rolling in? So have a bit of a think about, about that over the break, Flash Man. And you and the people out there can send us a text on o four three seven double five two five three five. What's your perfect night of sport where you don't get any sleep? And even what what are you consuming over the night of sport as well? Like what's your go-to to keep you up? Are you having a coffee? Are you having some sort of soft drink? Are you having a few beers? Whatever it is. I, I want to know what the package looks like. More. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Welcome back and good morning for the listeners just tuning in. Uh, we posed the question before the bloke break there, sorry, Flashman. For our listeners out there to send us a text on 0437 552 What's the perfect all-nighter of sport? And this, of course, off the back of what has been a phenomenal 12 to 24 hours of sport right over the globe. I unashamed, I'm ashamedly going to tell you, I don't know whether it's ashamedly or unashamedly, I'm going to tell you, Flashman, that I've never stayed up um, overnight. So I've never had a, a never not had a sleep. I've, I've seen the sun, <laughs> I've seen the sunrise once. Might have rolled out of um, ISO bar, maybe. Oh, I must have only been 18. Must have rolled out of ISO bar. That, I reckon that's the only time I've seen the sunrise. But so here, I'll go first. I'll give you a little bit of time to think about okay. And I'd actually, you know, I'm going to accompany it with what I'm consuming. So, AFL, definitely an AFL game, sort of from seven till ten. So that's that's a, that's a part of it. And then you want a time friendly Formula One uh, race. So even just a little bit of the preamble. Yes. I quite enjoy the preamble of the Formula One. A bit of a rev head. Okay. Um, so that starts at eleven o'clock. Goes through a couple of hours and all that. I, I'll cop an hour or so of golf. Maybe the new Live Tour, which is uh, sort of rustling a few feathers over there in America, a bit sort of more spicy sort of set up for the golf, uh, unless it's the Masters or something like that where you're really buying into it. 
Post that, um, I'm thinking an early NFL game. So once I'm in the NFL zone, I'm I'm on. So they go back yeah. to back. So usually it'd be a three thirty start uh, into maybe a seven o'clock start game there, and I think that could get me through. Plus, I'd have to consume a lot of Doritos and also um, a fair bit of vanilla Coke, and uh, maybe a couple. As soon as you get on the beers, though, you're out. I'm out to it. I'm I'm out to it. I'm I'm asleep. So. Um, that'd be me. What, what do you? What does your, yours look like? Well, a couple of observations there. Obviously, it just shows that you've never been a really big circuit operator. <laughs> straight away, that's the, that's, that's, the, that's the first thing that I've noticed. Actually, got a text here from tickets from Mount Stewart, who said every time the Ashes are on in England and it and it ties over with Wimbledon, that is the perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's a good call. Thank, thank you, tickets. I agree with that. It is always a good time. Um, look. Last night was awesome, mate. Last night was awesome. It was just one of those nights when you just, you, you've got it all happening. And I was doing Sarah's head in. I'm saying, Babe, and she said, Flash, just settle down. I'm saying, Babe, look at all this. Matty Delavadova is bombing threes, as we were saying. It was, it was just, by the way, Delhi was awesome last night for the Boomers. We might touch on that if we get a chance. But, um, yeah, I'm with you. As an NFL person now, um, that's definitely coming into my stratosphere, Jackie Boy, because... I've been pretty solid for five years and watching every game and yeah. Well it's let's awesome. get into it then, Flashman. Awesome. Let's talk about what was a big night in sport. And of course yep. go to AFL first and, and the Brisbane Lions have returned to the winners list. Uh touched up a little bit last week from the latter leading Melbourne Demons. They played the Bulldogs at home last night, uh and sixteen twelve, one oh eight to the Lions, uh to Huge. uh the Bulldogs, um, who were nine thirteen sixty seven. So a 41-point win there to the Brisbane Lions. And it does have some ramifications on the ladder as well. My Tigers uh, have gone back up to eighth. Um, and it just shows the fragility of those positions, the, the ladder positions, how much it can change in just one game and how important every game is. Um, but last night, Charlie Cameron, he was probably the best player on the ground. He had four goals, 10 score involvements, only touched the ball 12 times, slash man, but that's exciting. 10 it? score involvements and just had Bloody the, hell. he had the Harley Davidson's rolling around last night. I reckon he nearly had a few shots from the boundary just so he could get to the crowd a bit quicker and roll out the, the Harley Davidson's. Uh, Good dude, Charlie, isn't he? Everyone says that he's a funny dude. Very he's, funny. he's a le- le- legend. I, lo- I love the Harley Davidson. It's magnificent. It's growing on me. It's growing on me. Oh, early on. Oh, you, had a watch, you had a watch on it. <laughs> had a watch on it early on. Uh, had a watch on it. But Joe Danaher kicked two goals, uh, three behind. So. Yes. Uh, we know Joe's goal kicking off good. a little bit at the moment, but he's playing good football. Uh, Jared Barry yes. in his 100th game, 21 touches and a couple of goals. Lockie Neal, 33 positions. And for the Dogs, Norton kicked a couple um, heroic to be able to get up after being grabbed by the headband last week. Um, a farcical, to be honest, that. And the whole James Sicily situation. Uh, Liberatore, 33 and a goal. I, I want to pose a question to you. Just after Jackson McRae in game 200 had 32 uh, touches. And I don't think he's ever played a bad game, Jackson McRae. Never. Tom Liberatore, is he, is he becoming the, oh. the Bulldogs' most important midfielder? Because he is having a yeah. fantastic year. And, and I think people who in the past have seen Tom Liberatore as just a um, they, they've the played him half forward. They've, they've sort of yes. a, a bit of a just a negator. Yes. He's always, I reckon he's always been seen as a tagger. He's a he is, and he's having a phenomenal year. He is indeed, and I've it's we haven't discussed this before now. And I was talking about Liber all last week again. Where does he actually rank in the in the game at the moment? He's a super player. Um, 
That's a big loss to the Dogs last night, Jackie Boy, I reckon, because, as you said, so condensed. Brisbane had to show something last night. They're good at home. We know they've got a good run too, don't we, coming in, and that's not going to be the query for them going forward. It's whether they can now perhaps match some of those bigger teams back down here. But, no, Libba's a beauty. Um, but the doggies, we you know, that depth of midfield, grand final last year, um, that that hurts them, I reckon. And it's such a condensed year, as you mentioned. Um, yeah. Libba's a beauty. Love him. I reckon he's a top 20 player in the competition. Oh, big call. But then they, they, I say that, but they, they've got a few of them. Yeah, haven't they? But they've fought themselves out of the eight now. So yeah. that's an interesting discussion. Yeah. The only sour note for the Lions last night, they lost both Dane Zorko very early, 10 minutes into the first quarter with a hamstring injury after returning from a hamstring injury and Daniel Rich to a hamstring as well. So if you watch this space, I think Zorko has said that his is more precautionary, not 100% sure on Daniel Rich's hamstring. The other thing happening last night, Flashman, the Aussies are over in Sri Lanka. Yes. <laughs> unbelievable scenes on the pitch, but unbelievable scenes off the pitch. Now, I don't know whether our listeners out there may have caught uh, some footage from our SEN commentating crew over there. They were situated, Flashman, and you would have seen it, situated on the top of a grandstand in what can only be described as a Salter's higher marquee. Just a just a little sort of Bunnings job, maybe. They've they've really spent up big over there, SEN. They've yes. got the uh, the white marquee on top of the grandstand, and the wind was blowing an oh. absolute gale in in Gaul. It's sort of there's a little pun there, but <laughs> I don't know how they didn't get blown off the roof. The scores finished. Uh, Australia holds a hundred one lead. Uh, it stumps. They're eight for three hundred and thirteen after Nathan Lyon and Mitch, Mitchell Swepson, who you. Uh, You've been Love. his biggest cheerleader, Mitchell Swepson. Yep. Did the damage on Puff day one. Daniel Brettig. Uh, did, the dam- did the damage on day one. But it's, um, it's, a, it's a really interesting test for a whole number of reasons. It is indeed. And, and you know what I loved about this test match is these different conditions. And I don't know if you saw Nathan Lyons first ball on day one, which just turns ping, turned square. Ping. Ping. <laughs> the dust bowl um, on day one. You know, a, a great day's cricket yesterday. Um 200 and, 220, or Sri Lanka, sorry, not exactly 220, 212 they made. So the Aussies now got a lead of just under 100, um, just over 100 actually, 101 to be exact, couple of wickets in hand. I enjoyed Carey's innings, Jack, because he came out there and he just came out and, and batted and he hit boundaries early. He, he took it upon himself. Cameron Green's a super player. What a shame he didn't make 100. Um, that's really well set up. Swepson's a great story, isn't he? He bowled beautifully. Um, he went. He they hit him around a bit, but they attacked him a bit. He got the three wickets, and Lyon, of course, got five as well. So that's all set up. That's uh, Australia very much in control. Loving the crew, Adam Collins over there, and that was extraordinary. And then you you feel like how are they going to get on today? And then they got nearly sixty overs. Yeah, no, quite the, remarkable. The, the, the locals was, did an amazing job. They did a fantastic job. The, the weather was looking like it was going to be the winner yesterday, but yes, um, for all the people that do want to keep catching day three of the action uh, today, that will be on the SEN app and the SEN and SEN fanatic from two pm. As I mentioned, Kawaja seventy one um, and Cameron Green have been the pick of the two batters there, and your man Alex Carey chiming in nicely. So Cummins twenty six not out and finished with a six last night, which was a good way to finish off the day's play and. Nathan and Gary Lyon, eight not out as well. So they will resume play 2 p.m. today, uh, uh, as I said, SEN app and SEN Fanatic. 
Wimbledon, uh, that's been oh. rolling around over there. Strawberries and cream. Nick Kyrgios uh, has gone through in straight sets this morning. A clinic. And and was, was very well-mannered today, too, after round one. He was... Um, he was off his face, to be honest. He, he, he's spitting at people left, right, and centre. Uh, but today, it was, uh, he was ever the clinic. professional and put in an absolute clinic in straight sets. Demonor has just gotten through as well against uh, the uh, Brit Draper. The Demon's uh, through, yes. Four sets. He lost the first one, 7 5, but 7 6, 6 2, 6 3 to finish off in a pretty strong performance there for. For the demon, uh, and now we look to the next round. Curios uh, will be facing Stefanos Tsitsipas uh, yes. in the third round, um, and he uh, well, Curios beat twenty six seed Fabian Kranjinovic. How did, how did I go yeah. there? How did I go, Kranjinovic? Uh, um, yeah, Kranjinovic. Kranjinovic. Um, so you, you were cl- you were close, but he he's a journeyman. He was he was ranked twenty. He's twenty six seed for the tournament. Kranjinovic. So. That's a big. That's a big. Uh, a big performance from Kyrgios. Yes. This is his tournament. This yeah. is his tournament. Yeah. No, it is, and it, and he's been very public in saying that as well. You would have caught little grabs in the news headlines where he's speaking about this he is did. the one that he can win. This is the one that he believes he's he can pulled win. out the doubles. The special K's are, are out. No, they're no. at pulled out. He said he's mm. concentrating on the singles, which is um, a little bit disappointing. But I'm sure. His mate Kokonakis um, would understand what's going on there. The Boomers last night, that was... Ooh, um, your boys. Look, well, there, were, there was some good representation, of course, from the, from the local jack jumpers as well. McVeigh played, oh, he finished with 11 points. He, Steindl played. Uh, Steindl knocked down some big threes at some important times. Sam Mc, McDaniel actually came on for a couple of minutes. He might be my favourite Jackies player, Sam McDaniel. I love what he's about. He's just. I just wish he could shoot it a little better. But no, he, he's as gr- he he's as gritty. He's never on coming on the show. There you go. <laughs> no, no. He, yeah, I'm sure he would say the same thing. But it was good to see Thon Maker back playing for the Boomers as well. Thon's been a bit out in the wilderness, but they've done it with all out there NBA stars. Even Xavier Crooks is not there either. Um, they're now undefeated. Uh, they'll make it through to the World Cup. There won't be any any doubt about that in the Philippines next year. Well, Delhi. Oh, but Delhi. Can I mention Delhi? Yes, he was mention Delhi. 16 mention points, Delhi. Seven, seven assists, four, seven rebounds, four assists. The veteran. He was the best player on the court last night. So that is always good to see. Big night of sport and big night of sport Huge. heading into a big weekend of sport as well. And a big weekend of sport down in Tassie. Just had the text come through. Great show, boys. Flash, can you give a little shout out for the SATIS? Schoolboys football uh, GF tomorrow two ten at SPC. So there you go. If you want to give a Patrick's an, College, St Patrick's College. If you want to give a shout out to your local sporting uh, organisation for something that's happening on the weekend, this big weekend of sport, fire it through on oh four three seven double five two five three five. Texas are coming through, firing in fast, firing Jack in flash, aren't they? What have you got? Uh, Richard from Richard from Sandy Bay. Stars would need to align, but an AFL match into Ascot races, Masters golf, and then maybe a Socceroos World Cup match would be the perfect morning or night for him. Thank you, Richard. We've also a perfect all-nighter for me is Friday night footy into Ashes, into Wimbledon. George from Glenorchy. I love a motorsport all-nighter F1 in Europe into NASCAR in the US, and that one's from Anonymous. You've got one... Yourself, young man? Yes, I've got it. Well, mine isn't, mine's a personal text, Whacking actually. Or something, is it? No, it's not. It's a personal text that's coming oh, from, from Charlie in New Orleans. He goes, I can't listen to the show at the moment, so we must be working the front desk, Charlie, at the moment over there in New Orleans. He, he said, and this is 
a big chance of happening. He said, pretty sure you can actually do this or go close to it during this year at round 23. Okay, let's go. 7 till 10, Sunday night, AFL. 10 till 11, yep. the Moto GP. 11 till 1, there's F1. 1 till 3, you can watch the English Premier League. 3 till 6, game 1 of the NFL. <laughs> Six till nine, game two of the NFL. Nine a.m. start work. <laughs> there you go. So he rolls. He rolls home from a Saturday Saturday little work session because he does work weekends over there. Finishes at six, gets home. Footy, MotoGP, F1, EPL, NFL, NFL. Back to work. No sleep. There you go. You fall asleep on the desk as he's serving the. Uh, he's living the dream. He's serving the clients as they come in. Well, Flash. It was a big. It's been a big week uh, of footy, and one part of that has been the AFLW draft. Up next, we're going to chat to Claire Ransom, who was the first of Cop This Ta- Flash, four Tasmanian girls Bang. selected in Wednesday's AFLW draft. We look forward to chatting to her up next. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on SEN Tassie. Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie and Flashman. 2022 AFL draft. Well, it's probably 2022 Mark II due to the uh, split season, but Wednesday night was the night for the girls and cop this, four Tasmanian girls were drafted. Uh, Alveston's Megan awesome. Gaffney and Launceston's Madison Bra- uh, Brazendale went to the GWS Giants, whilst Devonport's Lily Johnston went to Port Adelaide. But the first Tasmanian taken in the draft on Wednesday night was Claire Ransom. She was taken with pick 34, which was still a first-round pick because we've got four new sides coming in, so they had to had to give them a few yep. picks early on. And she was uh, taken uh, by the Gold Coast uh, at pick 34. And Claire has joined us on the line. Claire... Congratulations and welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Now, run us through Wednesday night. Who was uh, who was around at your house uh, watching the draft, or where were you watching the draft from? And did you expect to be taken uh, so early in the draft? Um, I actually got invited to the draft in Melbourne, so um, me and my family travelled over and um, had it in person at Marvel Stadium. Um, so that was pretty awesome. It was still a shock when my name got read out, but um, I was super excited, obviously. Um, run us through what what type of play you are. What can the uh, well, the Tasmanians will certainly be following you. It doesn't matter who they go for; but they'll be watching you play for the Gold Coast Suns up there in Tasmania. Run us through what sort of uh, what sort of player you are. Um, I'm that I'm an inside outside mid. Um, I like to use a bit of pace and um, hit targets. Right, yeah. So you've got plenty of good skills. That's, uh, I'm, I'm writing this down, actually, Claire, because I'm going to go into Tigerland after this and say, why did we not draft Claire Ransom? <laughs> we needed a Tasmanian girl playing in the yellow and black. But uh, no, uh, inside, outside midfielder flash with uh, good skills. Gee, they're hard to find. Claire, good morning. Congratulations to you, mate. Jack, I have seen this young lady kick the ball, and she kicks a lot better than me, I can assure you. Her foot skills are elite. Um, right. Claire, well, well, well done to you, mate. Congratulations. Um, tell us about um, Tassie footy, for, for women's footy over the last five, six, seven years, and your introduction to it. Where did that start from? 
Um, so I started playing the first year that junior footy got introduced in Tasmania for girls. Awesome. So the first, um, like, little mini matches we would have um, just on a weeknight. Um, and then from there, I've played in the junior competition up until last year where I played in the SFL um, women's. And that's for North Hobart, is that right? Yeah, so I played for North Hobart all the way through. Ah, nice. Uh, now, run us through the the draft because it's a re- it is a really interesting way that the 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 women's draft does work with the the no- they are able to nominate for your home state. Uh, obviously, with a shortened season, uh, the AFL are looking to keep players in their home state to with, with cost of living and whatnot. You had that option to nominate uh, Tasmania as your home state, then to be drafted by the the North Melbourne Kangaroos, but you went a different path. Can you can you run us through how that all works and how it happened for you? Um, yeah, so for a Tasmanian, obviously we're still going to um, have to move no matter what team we go to. So for me, it was more, I have my brother living in Cairns, so Gold Coast is a good halfway between home and him. And it's also... Once I talked to the club, I just really liked the environment they had and um, what the players were saying and that sort of thing. And and is there there's a, a relationship there with the Suns coach Cameron Joyce, isn't there? Yeah, Cameron Joyce coached the Tasmanian Devils in the NAB League last year, so um, I think he was a really good coach for me, and I probably progressed the most I have. Um, since I started playing footy, so I was really excited for him to be able to coach me again. Uh, how have you seen the game just develop? That was my second part of the question to you, Claire. Is the game now in Tassie, um, how's it got better since you've been playing in terms of the SFL, the, the teams up north, etc.? What's your observation of it being? Um, I just think that it's been an unreal, unreal growth, like the amount of yes. girls and women that have taken up footy in Tasmania in the past two to three years is unreal. Um, I think having three tiers in the SFLW just shows that growth as well. Um, North Hobart were lucky enough to be able to field a team in Div 1 and Div 2 this year, which we didn't think was going to be possible for a very long time. So you've not just got the draft. You've got a few other things on your plate at the moment. Year 12 at Guildford Young College. So we, um, uh, it's not school holidays yet in Hobart. So uh, I know that you'll be heading to school today. Uh, what, what does that look like for the back end of the year? Because um, pre-season's already started for, for the season that's starting in August. Um, and year 12 is obviously a really big part of uh, of your life and, and a lot of young um, young people's lives. How do you juggle... Um, your studies with obviously um, the impending move to to go and play football up in the Gold Coast? Yeah, so um, the Gold Coast have been really supportive of the fact that I want to finish year 12 in Tasmania um, and I want to still be able to do all the things that my friends are doing to a certain extent. So um, they've been really supportive of that and we're going to work around being able to just travel up there for school holidays missing certain times of school, but not too much that it would jeopardise my schooling. How is schooling going for you, Year 12? Were you, are you, like, I was, I was a horrible student. They were not very studious. Um, Rosney College couldn't Absolute wait to see the backside of, of me old, old, go, out, <laughs> go out the door. What sort of, uh, what sort of student are you? 
Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking to get a pretty good ATAR, so I tried hard last year. I'm trying again this year, so um, yeah, I didn't want to waste what I, the hard work I'd put in um, for set, just six months of time. Okay, well, I'll set the benchmark. Mine's 33, all right? So there's um, that's probably you've probably actually beaten that already with year, year 11 studies, so there isn't, there isn't much of competition here on this side of the... Side of the things, Flashman. Did you you, you ATAR Flash? Did you did your um, Tasmanian School, studies? What score? Schooling you? wise, yeah. um, sadly, I didn't uh, do much work at all. Um, I just followed and watched sport from my perspective. <laughs> um, don't don't do that, Claire. But I I, I want to know who your heroes were. To, as a as a young girl watching, or even footy, who, did, who did you? Who did you barrack for in the men's game, or who do you barrack for in the men's game before this? And and who's the and who's the players you looked up to? And an extension of that in the women's game, um, do you have someone there that you really follow and, and want to be like? Yeah, so I grew up watching Collingwood and barracking for them. Ooh, um, pies. <laughs> yeah, so I always. At the start, I looked up to Travis Cloak. He was my favourite player ever. Um, wow. And then as the game moved on, Scott, I like to watch Scott Pendlebury a lot. Um, he's probably my favourite player and has been for a long time now, um, especially when I started playing. And have you followed the and Collingwood the, Women's? Is that the is there your team as well? It was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I also sort of followed them and um, North Melbourne just because of the Tasmanian connection. Um, I knew a lot of girls playing, so it's always awesome to like barrack for them and watch them play. Right, right. So it's a, a Collingwood North Melbourne mix flash, man. So usually there's a bit of a jump jumper clash there. So interesting. hey, Claire, tell tell me if um, and this is a bit of a, oh, a, a like longer range for I like this one, but, flash. How about would you like to represent Tasmania one day? If a Tasmanian men's on. team happens in five years, um, what about representing your, your local state if that presented yourself with an opportunity one day? Um, I would love Tasmania to get an AFL and AFLW yes. team. I think it would be unreal. Um, obviously, I'm just super excited to be going to the Sun. Well done. Um, Great answer, and- mate. I can see it here first, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> Powers of B, Alastair Clarkson being in charge of the men's competition. 2028, we might. 2027, Daisy Pierce coaching Tazzy. <laughs> Claire Ransom is the captain of the oh. inaugural Tazzy team. Claire, congratulations. It's uh, well You've obviously lived out your childhood dream to, to be drafted um, and to the Gold Coast Suns. Um, the weather will be a lot nicer up there than what it is here in in Melbourne and Hobart at the moment. So we hope you enjoy that, and we wish you all the success with not only the start of your football career, but the uh, the end of your your schooling career as well in Year Twelve and and the back end of this year. So congratulations and good luck going forward. Thank you very much. There we are, young Tasmanian star awesome. Claire Ransom taking a pick thirty-four in the draft AFLW draft. Sorry, on Wednesday night she's off to the Gold Coast. Flash. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. She's got a whole host of things she's going to be juggling, but she sounds like an absolute champion. And mark well it done. down, 2028. Claire Ransom will be leading the girls out, the Tasmanian girls out, when our side runs out at the new Macquarie Point oh. Stadium. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lifter. Well, Jackie boy, let me tell you, young man. News is, is dropping. <laughs> there is news dropping everywhere. Kyrie Irving wants to be a Laker. He's told the world. Wow. And, and people are saying there wow. is a way for Durant and Irving to be a Laker. Good morning to all Lakers haters out there. Charlie oh Rebolt. I'm sure you'll pick that up after the podcast. <laughs> um, my gosh, is it all happening? Well, they need to write an apology letter back to Brooklyn well, and say, sorry for stuffing you around for two years. Well, do you know who needs the first apology letter? All right. And I, I tell you, and I, and look, this bloke cops it a little bit. Um, James Harden, he knew, he knew, mm. he got out of that rabble mm. called the Brooklyn Nets here a few months ago, and the world absolutely dissed him. Well, and just clearly- turned down Flash. He had a player option. Cop <laughs> this, everyone out there: forty-seven point <laughs> four million dollars for a year. He yep. turned that down. No, thank you. So that the team could have more flexibility Correct. in getting to where he wants to go, which is obviously an NBA, <laughs> NBA championship. $47 million. Joe M. Joe M. Joe tweet today after the Kevin Durant thing was just lull. lull it's lull, just lull, giggling lull. at what's going on. So we apologise. I think the world needs to apologise to James Harden. Now, here's the other one. This is the one I've had since overnight. Good morning to Tim Payne, um, who will be listening to us this morning, and we look forward to Our Tim boy, being, TD Payne. He'll be back with us at some stage going forward. We cannot wait. But i tell you what here. I told you, Tim, 18 months ago, Usman Kawaja, young man. Now, since he's got back into this side, Jack, he has made nearly 1,000 runs at an average of 130. They said he was too old, 35. He might play for another two or three years. I think Steve Smith needs to apologise too, by the way, for that run out. Steve, when you put your hand up, that generally means you don't want to run, Cobber, just to let you know. You, you started that confusion. So there you go. Usman Kawaja in particular, um, he needs apologies from a lot of people. He has been superb. Well done to him. What a what a... What a return to cricket. Oh, we love awesome. we love seeing it. I loved him on the uh, on the test as well, He's that good. little series. And you know what else I love about Usman Kawaja? Uh, I love a bit of slang and using people's names as slang. Phone charges you, Usman Kawaja. Where's your, where's your Usman Kawaja? Yeah, it's just one thing I've picked up over the journey that, that I really like. Actually, text them in. If you've got any other ones that you like, yes. any little, little cockney slang for uh, even people for, for certain things you do. Um, keep them PG rated. Uh, text us at wow. 0437552535. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lifter. I'm jumping Jack Flash, it's a gas, gas, gas. 
Welcome to another big hour of Jack and Flash right here on 1629 SEN Tassie. 1611 SEN Track Northern Tassie. And on the SEN app, and it's all thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate experts. Still to come, Jack reflecting on the big week of footy. We've got Snapper Reid, Matty Reid from Taz Racing and Hot or Not. Now, just quickly, look at this. It just comes through, Jack. Look at these contracts just been signed the NBA. Devin Booker has just put pen to 214 mil over four years with a fifth-year option. Four years. Joker. For, 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 oh, God. <laughs> Nikola Jokic has just signed two minutes ago, $264 million super max with the Denver Nuggets. And Carl Anthony Towns has signed for 220 at Minnesota. We think Clayton Oliver's big big is over seven or eight years wow. at probably a mil a year. Wow. But not the case. Now, wow. some good news finally. Finally, Jack, just hear me out here. We're getting some people on the mainland starting to support this Tassie thing. And the Carlton CEO, Brian Cook, had some really good words to say the other day. Tasmania, I think, uh, has a better chance uh, of working than not working, mm-hmm. OK? I, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a believer in um, this is a bit of a free option that we that the AFL has been provided by the Tasmanian government. If you yep. put the stadium together with the uh, the dollars for the for the, the government are going to produce give to the new club plus uh, plus other dollars I think it, it, it works out to about 900 million something yeah. like that it's it's a free option mm. the AFL don't have to put anything in at this stage enough talent and they should take up the option? no the, the issues is, there's there's other issues there's, mm. there's there's the talent distribution there's yeah. the staff distribution there's the stadium so there's, there's a lot of other issues um and I, I think that uh, we should be discussing this very much at a high level, as distinct from what's happening at times about talking in the reeds about, you know, how many staff we're going to lose or, or so, uh, are they going to get three players or four players from every club. I, I, th- I, think, I think this is a good option. Here we are, CEO Brian Cook, yeah. Flashman. I love the talking in the reeds, and that's probably what's been happening a little bit for mine over the last yes. sort of period of time is that there's turned last into this, month. oh, what about the talent? And what? Well, there's plenty oh. of talent out there. We already see mid-season draft players coming in having impacted football clubs. Maybe list sizes go down. So there is plenty of things there, but a great, really refreshing to hear someone with... Level-headed conversations. Easy, easy, easy. And then big, and Flash, well, a big article that's going to be going out to a lot of football people this weekend, and of course, that is in the AFL record, which you must buy your AFL record. Head to a Coles to grab one of those. Here's one of the great calls. Get your records. And we are very lucky to be joined by the senior writer of the AFL record, Ash Brown. Ash, welcome to the show. Uh, hi, Jack. Hi, Flash. Good to be with you both this morning. Great to have you on board, mate. We really appreciate you coming on, and we really appreciate what you've done uh, for the record and writing this article. First things first, how good is the cover? Have you ever had a better cover on an uh, on a record? Just the big map logo, just what the jumper will look like. It's it certainly is a great piece. Thank you for that. Yeah, I just felt it was time. You know, occasionally with the record, we feel the need to advocate, and we thought this was perfect time to push the case for Tassie. To me, it seems, or to us, it seems like almost a no-brainer. As Brian Cook said the other day, the dollars stack up, the talent can be uh, can be made to work, and the game owes Tasmania a debt of gratitude. And I'm very much of the school that. If we don't do something quite soon to fix the game in Tasmania, and the only really way to fix it is to give the state an AFL licence, we risk destroying uh, a legacy and, and one of the great football states, one of the great football nurseries. 
Ash, good morning. Um, really, thanks for your passion. I've, I read it uh, two days ago. Passionate words and very important words. Is this, can I just peel it back a bit? Is this something you've always had a strong opinion about in terms of a Tassie footy team um, happening? Or is it something that's built up over recent times? What's your background in terms of your thought process about the Apple Isle and what they should be doing with their footy? Well, I, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when I was growing up as a kid, there were, you know, there were four footy states. It was Victoria, South Australia, WA, and Tassie. That's where I played footy. And, you know, for a long time, I, I sort of understood the arguments that why Tas, perhaps Tasmania couldn't support a, a team. But the game has grown so much. The AFL's got a lot of money now, a lot of money in the industry. That uh, The TV rights deal, the next one they're going to sign will be worth a fortune again. There's enough money in the system now to support an, a team in Tasmania to get Tasmanian team going, particularly if, uh, if, if, if they've got enough money to channel into the Gold Coast and GWS, which I argue in the piece were, were necessary. You know, I was all in favour of that expansion. I don't think it's one or the other. Then there's got to be enough room, money in the pot for Tasmania. It's just a, it's a, I think the argument stacks up commercially and it certainly stacks up morally and emotionally that uh, Tasmania should be involved. And I've, I've been to the games in Tasmania um, and I've met a lot of footy people, you know, since I've been writing about footy for 30 years now, I've come across a lot of the Tasmanians in the game. Uh, their, their, their passion for the game is equal to those of, from Victoria and everywhere else. So this, to me, it's, it made sense for a whole lot of reasons emotionally, and now I've come to understand the commercial uh, reasons behind it as well. Ash, I'm really interested in, in how a journalist uh, gets themselves yeah, just engulfed in the actual story like so so run us through do you do you do you go to tassie and interview people or is it all done over phone and coming out of the journey because i I can imagine all articles are like that football and journeys when you hear people's stories and you become a part of it is there do you do you feel like you're a part of the push now you you really are a a strong part of the push maybe a pseudo tasmanian (laughs) i'd like to be sure i love hobart um and Launceston, have you been there to, to watch games? Well, for this story, I, I, look, we, the, the days are flying down to Tassie to do stories are, for this are over. But I spoke to a few people on the phone. Actually, a few years ago, for the record, we sort of did a state of play in Tasmania. And we looked more at the grassroots issues. And I spoke to some people down there. I think one of them was, uh, I think, Tim Payne's brother, who you guys will probably know. who China. Was in local footy down there. Yeah, I played footy. I played yeah. in the grand final with Nick Payne. There you go. So... Yeah, Nick Payne, I spoke to Nick, and he, yep. he walked me through from the grassroots level some of the difficulties they're encountering. So almost I thought this was the companion piece a few years later. Okay, well, now we need to... Since then, the groundswell for the, the team has grown enormously, and I thought, well, now's the right time for us to address it. It's interesting politically, boys, because I, I, I want to run this piece in a couple of weeks when North play Hawthorne in, Tasmania, in Hobart, and it was suggested to me by talking to some people uh, in, in Tassie, say, oh... It mightn't be the best week. I think the clubs, you might get some pushback from the clubs in the AFL, given it's still a bit of a delicate issue in terms of with North and Hawthorne, what happens to them post-Tasmania. So we decided to bring it forward a few weeks and around it this week when there's no footy in Tasmania. So, I mean, it might cost us a couple of sales because it wasn't a readership that wasn't on sale at the ground. I imagine I'll get a fairly healthy crowd for that game. But uh, politically, it was probably more important to, to run it this week. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, it's a, it's an oh, interesting, isn't it? It's, yeah, the, the government is tipping so much money into both of those football clubs that um, I, I think the I think both I think North and Hawthorne are probably coming around. And we we heard the the new president um, of Hawthorne speak about it last week about the inevitability about 
the Tasmanian team coming in and, and how thankful they are to the Tasmanian government that they have been able to help sponsor them in, in whatever form over the last period of time. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a great case in two weeks' time to see how many people do turn up to, to North versus Hawthorne. Yeah, I think Hawthorne's bed prepared for financially. I think Hawthorne will be able to withstand uh, leaving Tasmania more so than North. I think North will be, you know, North are debt free now, but a part of Tasmania has been a big part of their uh, of their finances. I think Hawthorne's now got enough money put away and enough investments and, and a, a big enough uh, supporter base and membership base to, to withstand Tasmania. But yeah, there'd be a bit of anxiety for both clubs, I think. Tell me about, Ash, the, what, what Jack and I think, we mentioned earlier in the program today, about the greatest myth about this whole thing about young men and women, of course, going forward, with a, hopefully with a Tasmanian women's team, that, oh, no, they won't want to live in Tassie. They won't lo- now, two-part two question. I think most of those people actually haven't been to Tassie, and they certainly probably haven't been there in recent times. Somebody who's come down here a lot, you've obviously spent quite a bit of time at both ends of the state. When someone says to Ash Brown, mate, they're not going to want to stay there. What does Ash Brown say to that absolute myth of a comment that I've heard for the last <laughs> several years? I was talking to, I was actually interviewing Isaac Smith for a piece for next week's record. He's playing his 250th game, and we talked about this, you know, the lifestyle of living in Geelong. He said, well, I mean, then we talk about Tassie. He said, if I could live an hour for Bunboo, well, I'd play for Tasmanian team in, in a heartbeat. Um, but I, I think the thing, I think Geelong's a really good example of, of why why a team based in Hobart would work. I don't think based in Launceston would work, let's be honest. But I think in Hobart, the what have Geelong been able to sell is the, the country lifestyle, but all the attractions are playing for a, for, a, for a big club. And I think Hobart offers him, you can set up a great lifestyle for yourself and family in Hobart 20, 30 minutes away or 10 minutes away from wherever a training facility would be and, and still and still come and play for a, for a good club and it's going to have a wonderful stadium to play in as well. So I think Geelong's the example. Geelong now being a destination club suggests to me that uh, Tassie could set itself up as a destination club pretty quickly. I mean, Jack, you'd know how many of the John guys down, live on the coast down there. A lot, Loads of them. A lot, and a lot live on a farm. I know Tom Hawkins lives on a farm as well, and it's very timely that Brian Cook's been coming uh, coming out, obviously the ex-Geelong CEO, to have uh, throw his support behind it. Final one before we let you go, Ash. Do you believe it's going to happen? And is this Ooh, is this, this is Gill's question. last like his last hurrah as a as a CEO? Is this the one thing that he will ultimately so. make happen? Yeah, well, I think I say in the article, I think it will happen because I don't think Gill wants to walk away with that. It'll be a failure for Gill not to get it done, and I think it's it'll be the last deal. We've got TV, CBA, and then Tasmania. He'll tick them all off. He wants to get it done. And then what's his legacy, uh, guys? If his legacy walks away with AFLW at Tasmania, does that make him the best chief executive in the history of the game? Well, I believe so. Well, if he gets a Tasmania side up, but I'm extremely biased <laughs> as well. So, um, Ash, we, we really appreciate it. And um, thank you very much on behalf of all Tasmanians for writing the article um, because it's been good to have some well-thought-out media in, in what's become maybe a little bit of a cesspool of poking and prodding it. And all the negative things with with AFL football. So thanks for joining us. Good uh, on, my pleasure, guys. And uh, let's hope we've got something to celebrate in a few weeks' time. Yes, that's right. That's right. Of course, if you want to pick up a record, head to your local Coles or go to sen.com.au. Flashman, NBA, we're dropping them as they oh, come in. Oh, they're coming. Renee, <laughs> Renee Ingalls has just tweeted that wow. Joe Ingalls is joining the Milwaukee Bucks. 
on Oof. a one-year deal. Interesting newsbreaker well, there, Renee. Renee was the no, uh, re- appreciate it. The uh, Australian, uh, former That's Australian a good netballer spot for Joe to land. Yeah, by the way, he'll get very, some very good, good bench minutes there. Harrison Agents to buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today on SEN Tassie. Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome back to Jack and Flash, and the texts are racing in for the Cockney slang, Flash man, the old dog and bone for phone for Huey and Belle Reeve. Uh, this one comes in uh, from yes. Miranda, one of my former housemates in Melbourne, calls the tram the cheese and ham. <laughs> the cheese and ham, I don't mind that one. Mind that. Big shout out to the cheese down there at the Melbourne Storm, who's playing his 100th game this week, been enjoying the social media from the Melbourne Storm, and social media we are enjoying right now at the moment. Renee Ingalls. Now, we spoke about this just before the, oh. uh, the break there. I'm going to read the tweet out to you. This is from her private uh, Twitter account. Breaking news. Sources very close to the free agent Joe Ingalls can confirm he signed a one-year deal with the Milwaukee Bucks. CEO of the house, Renee Ingalls, is thrilled for Joe and their family. Joe himself is said to be very buck and happy. <laughs> yes, so good. <laughs> oh, how that, good. That, that, that oh, is good content, and I that think is really good that went content. up seven minutes ago, and already over a thousand retweets. Mm, so I'll try fifteen hundred almost getting here at the moment. With very the awesome, just very very good from Renee. Very good. Now and, and look, it's a good deal for Joe that he's going to an absolute contender. Isn't he? That's awesome. Isn't he? Of oh, course, he's coming off an ACL as well. So our boy Joe Ing. saw him at the uh, Boomers camp. Uh, a few yes. photos of him. You got very excited about that, didn't you? Seeing him at at the Boomers camp. Now, he said he wants to play one year of footy. Don't forget that. He said he's absolutely <laughs> going to have one year of footy with his <laughs> mate, Jared Ruffhead, when he gets tipped out. He's very, very close. I don't think he's lying. No, nah, very close to the uh, Hawthorne boys, Joe Ingles. I know he's good friends yes. with Geordie Lewis as well. Awesome. Footy chat, though, Flashman. Big game last week, well, Richmond, Geelong. I reckon this was one of the – it was the game of the year, clearly. This was one of the better games – You've had, oh, in a, several years, it must have been, now I briefly talked to you about this, but it, when you lose a game like that, you know it's a cliffhanger. Um, it's clearly a different thought process than when you win it. I'm stating the obvious here, but did, did you actually reflect on it all as being a, ma- a massive game when you're out there? You thought, this is big. Yeah, this is it's funny because you sort of know it's a, uh, an important game and it was a very important game for both sides and sort of... Geelong had the ascendancy, then obviously we got the ascendancy. They, they, it was a flip of the coin, really, who won the game in the end. Yes. But the funny thing post that is you come away from a game like that and um, you think, oh, you can be really flat about uh, not winning. And I know yes. Mitch Scott, our, our All-Australian producer, he was, he, was, um, he was flat. He was flat. Uh, and I, I, I had to him, say I to him. I think I see him a little. I see him 11 text messages before he replied to me. It was like, oh, okay, I had to tip myself out. He was shattered, as you were. You've got to come away from these games and say, both sides can play well and someone has to lose. And, and we yes. lost. So, and, but the, then the the funny thing is, in the football world of these days in media, I end up doing 360 with Tom Hawkins. There's obviously the huge issue with Tom Stewart and what happens with that. And you end up discussing it and you come away from it and you actually um, – it's the story you tell yourself going forward. So we played some fantastic football, and I, and I believe our best is still uh, as good as there is, and, and we'll challenge, let's say, Melbourne to the best team in the competition, which they probably are at the moment, and their best football was the best. Our, our best can challenge them. As Geelong would come away and That's go good. the first quarter and go, gee, our best can challenge the best out there. So it's the one thing you look at the season. We spoke about that just um, 
fragility of those last positions in the eight and even up to probably fourth at the moment yeah, is that amazing. is that every side probably from from 12 up believes yeah. their best is good enough and you've just, it almost you've got to get feels there. like you just got to get every game is an eight point game every round yeah it, the, which the, is because it's so how good is that for footy how good it's is that awesome. for footy there's it's no awesome. real standout melbourne is still the team to beat but other than that there's no real standout and this is going to be There's a 12 teams that can make the finals yeah. without any question. Don't tell me Port Adelaide can't make the finals or Gold Coast. Of course they can. They can. Both of those teams, the 11th and 12th, are playing really good footy now. You win three in a row here. You get you, you continue a bit of a roll. Off you go. I want to talk about the, the Tom Stewart thing. Um, what, what's, your dis, what's your thought process purely on the send-off part of this? I, I, I'll get mine out. I like it. Um, and I like it because I, I reckon we're probably the only game in the world now where an incident like this can happen and the dude stays on the ground while the other guy, and I'll get to do I'm pressed you shortly. What's your, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not, uh, yeah, I, I don't mind the idea, um, but I, I can understand there's some hesitancy and it probably, everyone thinks, oh, let's change another rule, but uh, it has to be done properly. So um, for a, for an act that's uh, deemed to be uh, maybe intentional or whatnot, there there is I think there is an element of um, there's an element of, of of this going forward that that maybe there is a case. And people say, oh well, it doesn't happen that much. It's like, well, that's okay. The the rush behind rule doesn't happen that much. No. So let's not just make a or, or, that's right. or push away a rule because it doesn't happen much because. We don't want it happening a lot, uh, the send-off rule, if, if one was to come in. And it's there for the, the, the act that's deemed to be um, yes. intentional or takes out an, another, team's, another team's player that leaves them um, at a disadvantage, having to use their, their sub early or, or takes out arguably one of, well, down, one of our best players. But um, it, 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 I think there's a, there's a conversation to be had there. now. Um, well, the, in soccer, he'd be off the ground. In the NBA, he'd be out of the stadium. Yep. Uh, in the NFL, he'd be out. Of the, every game that you and I love and follow, yep. um, I don't know about golf, you'd probably have to smack someone over the head with a golf club or something <laughs> to get kicked off. But Happy Gilmore. He uh, got booted from the effect, tour, didn't effective, he? Shooter McGavin wanted him booted from the tour. <laughs> he did too. He did. Shooter. He's animals. It's funny because you, you can't... Um, it's really hard because I know Tom Stewart and I've had a little bit to do with Fantastic person. Fan, great dude. Yep. Young family in a very sort of similar um, part of his life as what I am. So it's sort of like you connect with those guys, you know, having kids and 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 whatnot. And have, we've had a the two football clubs have got amazing respect for each other because we played in so many big games. So there's a part of me that like you, I just want to take him completely out of it and and whatever happened on the weekend. Looking forward, this is now. It's that maybe there is there is the 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 option of the of the send off rule. Obviously, it won't come in this year, but it's something that maybe the AFL do have to explore. We, we've talked about Tom, uh, more importantly, the victim on this case, uh, Dion Prestia. How's he going, mate? Because that was a that was a brutal, brutal hit. Yeah, it was. It was a it was a big hit, um, and and he was out before he hit the ground. So there's obviously the collision where it's knocked him out. Then you've got a lifeless body hitting the ground. Um, oh, yuck! Uh, and and I've already spoken on other media platforms about. I was really disappointed that the game wasn't stopped. Um, then yes. and there, uh, for the safety of Dion, also the safety of the three medicos that have got their heads down, and the ball's been kicked over the top of them with 
100 kilo players running around them. It was an opportunity there to certainly stop the game. But Dion's going really well. Um, he's doing light training duties, obviously no contact um, for, for him, and he won't play this week with the, the concussion protocols and, and just the health and safety of of um, of uh, concussion and whatnot going forward. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, good to see him back out there. But a big game this week for us, Flashman, uh, obviously – at the G uh, against an Eagle side that gets Nick Natanui back uh, and are playing very, very good footy. <clears throat> they're, they're better than they were, aren't they? They're, they're, you can't just walk into this Eagles game now and, and feel like it's just a win, can you? I mean, they, they feel like they've they've got a little bit back. It's certainly a game that, from your perspective, you cannot afford to, to let that one slip, that's for sure. No, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit of racing now, though, Flashman, and we're going to have our man Snapper who's joined us on the line from Taz Racing, a Form Plus Pro, uh, Tasmanian Greyhound Harness and Thoroughbred Racing. Snapper, welcome back to the show. How are you, mate? Morning, fellas. I'd just like to start by thanking you for the public service that you're doing, updating me on the NBA free agents. I'm a Buck man. And I'm pleased uh, uh, yes. that, uh, that Ingalls is joining us just on the drive into the office. I'm, I'm getting the watch bombs from you, Blake. He's a good fit too, Snapper. He's a very good fit. He'll play minutes off that. He'll play 20, 15 to 20 off the bench. Yeah, super. And, and I mean, the ACL is no issue because we'll want him for the playoffs next year. So he's got time to recover. <laughs> we probably good. won't need him until sort of February, March, April next year. All right, Snapper, you've got your three minutes of glory here. What is happening in Tasmanian racing this weekend? Uh, we got a, a couple of harness meetings. We race in Launceston tonight and uh, Hobart on Sunday night. Uh, good greyhound program in Launceston on Monday night. But I just want to touch briefly on a on a big ten race program we've got for the thoroughbreds on the all weather there at Devonport on Sunday. If you have a big Saturday night, you'll need to set an alarm because the first race is at ten twenty. We've got to kick off uh, pretty early to make sure we can fit them all in, but. Something to keep an eye on through the month of July. So the racing season, the new one starts on the 1st of August. So we've got five meetings left for the season. There's a pretty hot race for the Jockeys Premiership going on at the moment. Cody Jordan's five wins ahead of Siggy Carr. But um, Cody's been idle for a little while. She hasn't ridden a winner in close to two months. She's in a bit of a drought at the moment. So... There's five wins difference. I think Siggy's probably got the better book of the two going into the Devonport meeting on Sunday. Cody's got the opportunity for a, a few winners, but I think she needs to get the proverbial monkey off her back before uh, she can look too far ahead. So something to keep an eye on for the month of July is just that premiership battle for the jockeys between uh, Cody Jordan and, and Siggy Carr. And I think we've only had one female jockey ever win a premiership down here, and that was... Buckingham going back a long time now. History for for whichever one of those ladies gets it and something to keep an eye on through July. Well, Maddie, thank you very much for joining us again. As always, you can live stream every Tassie race on Form Plus Pro. Sign up for free at tazracing.com.ie. But as as always, gamble responsibly. Call call 1800 858 858. Really really butchered that one. uh, Have you got one? Have you got a little one flash before we we throw to the break? We've got a strong tip for just something in the mail, just quickly, snap before we let you go. For the weekend, one no, I tip. think we might have lost him there, Flashman. We're gone. We lost him there, Snapper. Can, can I ask you something? Right, well, you can ask me one thing. Ask you, I meant to ask you before, uh, Kane Lambert this week. Uh, interesting one, yeah. Yes I or know. no? Uh, no, I think he... I'm not 100% sure. We've got the day off today. I think he... I'm so, not 100% sure. What does that mean? 
Well, he's named on the extended bench, so the Sunday yes. um, okay. Sunday teams haven't been finalised yet. But he, he's one going forward. He might play sub one week. Um, yes. It just comes down to his um, his hip Managed. injury. So for the people out there that don't know, Kane Lambert's got a pretty similar injury to and, Andy Murray, and, and there's a doco on uh, on one of the streaming services. I can't remember which one it is. I think it might be Stan, uh, about resurfacing yes. what Andy Murray's had to go through. So... Um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, very important player, and you've been a big cheerleader of Kane Lambert. So, oh, um, yes. No, he'll he'll hopefully be an addition for us this week uh, in what is a very very big game, danger game for the Tigers at the G with uh, the West Coast Eagles looking strong. It's hot, real hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. This is hot. It's so damn hot. Not. Well, it is that show that everybody's talking about, Jack Revo. Good morning to everybody listening. Thanks for joining us here on SEN Tasmania. Hot or not. Hot or not, Flashman. Now, oh, mate, there is some stuff to talk about here. I'm going to kick us off here. I love your saying hot as a, okay, pi- hot a, as a pistol. I'm going to use that today. Hot as a pistol. <laughs> Jackie boy. Yes. Hot or not. Removing a player's headband is not a reportable. No offense. way, this is reportable. Flashman, not James Sicily. <laughs> James Sicily's done a little, little cheeky, rascally thing, as we would describe it on AFL Three Hundred and Sixty. He's grabbed the back of, um, he's got the back of Aaron Norton's headband, which has become a bit of a cult figure, sort of Bruce Duel like uh, with the uh, the locks that yes. Aaron Norton's running. A little sort of fracker, and he's grabbed him from behind and grabbed the headband and pulled it off. And bit of sort of jovial fun, and then all of a sudden, he's been stung a thousand for it. And then to back that up, he said, No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fight this at the tribunal. Now, you don't go to the tribunal anymore, Flash, for these sort of uh, well, I would say trivial, trivial, unreportable offenses. But he had to write in a submission, uh, (laughs) a la sort of school days. As to why he shouldn't get his fine, um, and of course that was thrown out pretty quickly, and a thousand dollars turned into fifteen hundred. So uh, fifteen hundred. Uh, so in that the just pocket. a devil's advocate, hair, hair, hairs. That's not part of the hair. Like I've seen this happen in American sports. No, it's not. When someone's put it's not. It's, it's not. Okay, how can, how could it be a part of your hair when it's something you put on? It's like saying well, I'm just, you touch someone on the hat, you grab them on the hair. No. No, it, it's well, how is how is it different, David? To grabbing someone by the jumper, <laughs> you grab someone by the oh, back of the jumper. Yeah. What's the difference there? Like, yeah, spell. Uh, Radio okay. Flashman, hot or not? Daryl Braithwaite seeing horses at Metricon Stadium before Gold Coast oh, clash with Co- Collingwood is marketing genius. I tell you who is a marketing genius, and that's the answer is not Je- Daryl Braithwaite. He. he, he no, I said not. It's not. He it's is not. just. <laughs> that's he, he, he is. <laughs> He is the greatest milker I have ever seen in Australian pop music. What a uh, He's a legend, by the way. I'll be clear about this. I'm not a Horses fan. Um, Mitch Scott, my producer, he wouldn't be either. Uh, our producer, I should say. No. My producer? You, Look, I, are you serious? No, I didn't mean that. That's hot in there as well. You've I, just dropped in your personal oh, producer. No. Where does he bob his head up? It's at the races? Um, Mooney Valley, um, oh, to be more specific. Elwick. <laughs> Elwick. <laughs> he was at Elwick two years ago. We should have asked, uh, we should have asked uh, our man, Matty Reid, oh. whether he had any chance to get a, 
Daryl Braithwaite oh, up down there. But um, yeah. no, no. So I, I think uh, I think maybe next week we can ask him that. But uh, no. If you, can you give me a line of horses or not? You got one. We were flying. <laughs> uh, okay, move hold on, on, move let's on. move forward here. This, this, is a big, this is big news, of course. Elise Villani's move to, to, to the Hobart Hurricanes proves elite athletes do want to play and live in Tasmania. Hot or not? I uh, know I've got this as hot. I think it's um, no, you're hot. really, really important for, for the... <laughs> The case for all Tasmanian um, sporting teams to be uh, procuring talent from outside of the actual state. And, and Elise Villani, obviously, a fantastic person for starters and also a fantastic player. And now she's playing for the Hobart Hurricanes and moving to Tasmania. So, uh, no, that's that's um, that's hot news there. And we're very, very lucky to have her on the Hobart Hurricanes. It, can I just say this to you? Is this the biggest myth in this whole conversation? Is this the number one myth that people won't want to live in Tasmania? Uh, no. Is that the is that the top of the tree? Well, it's funny because I've I've spoken about this. Is that people move to Melbourne and they hate living here? And there's going to be people yeah. that maybe that if the Tasmanian team does oh, yeah. get up that are drafted Tasmania that it won't be their kettle of fish. But like it's it's not to say that targeting your recruiting is important. So where you pick your players from and what their interests are and. And no doubt that AFL clubs do that already. They they, they see side teams, yes. players, sorry, that are that are maybe um, have the go home factor from other footballing states as a part of their um, their build, and 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 they factor that in when selecting them. So that will be the same for for uh, for Tasmania as well. So no, I, I, absolute myth, 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 myth. Uh, myth. Certainly, certainly not news that that part. Not. All right, Flash, no. uh, hot or not, Essendon should make a stand against. Luke Parker tomorrow after his taunting of the Bombers in their round nine match. Now, what were your thoughts on it when it first well, happened? What's that, what are we... Is that hot news or not news, Essendon, uh, making a stand? Or do they just uh, it, move it, on? It's absolutely not news. Now, of course, Luke Parker's 250 not... um, game, of course. Um, I, I'd be very concerned if we're starting to base our um, footy season, our future pro- programs on focusing on situations like this where Essendon at. Essendon, um, I actually expect them to play quite well against the Swans this week, but that's just garbage talk. Does, does it get mentioned in the up. in the lead-up, do you reckon? Well, it's a very old-fashioned. The great Luke Hodge brought it to the table, didn't he? And he said, look, that's the first thing we'd be saying is we're not going to tolerate what this bloke did to us last time. But there's a bit of a... That's, a, that's an old-fashioned... Footy thing, and I think that still exists to a certain extent. Does it? Are you, are you Do you saying, think, does Dimmer come out and say, "Look, yeah, there's a little bit of that every does now and then." Does he come out every occasion and say, "Oh, don't forget what that bloke did to us up at the Gabba." Did you? Does he ever? Did you ever get that? No, but I think it's just uh, in the back of players' minds anyway, because everyone sort of knows about. It. Would you? Let's say, let's role play this. That say someone at Dominic, uh, or, no, Dosa. Sorry, that's the team I'm thinking of. Dosa said. Said a few things, or uh, maybe acted as a bit sort of uh, mm. arrogantly towards uncouth. the uh, uncouth <laughs> towards the um, OHA twos, and you were playing. Yeah. And the next time they yeah. rolled around, w- w- yeah. would be, there be any chance we'd see you sort of Matthew Lloyd style off the centre square? Just, just sort of a couple of small issues there. Um, although I'm now six three and eighty one kilos, <laughs> my prime weight playing football is about sixty eight, sixty nine. <laughs> So clearly I wasn't belonging on a footy field and clearly physically... You are and you get blown over so as you run into the centre square. That is a knot. <laughs> that is a knot. 
<laughs> Very good. All right, okay. Kenny's rolling. What have you got for me, Flash? Let's go. Well, the AFL's decision to relax the rules around the 10-metre protect, protected area is a win for common sense. Thank you. This is hot, or not. hot news. This is absolutely so smart. So smart. That the fact that we can have a fluid uh, game. We know that this new rule has come in uh, from the start of this year, and then all of a sudden they've seen that there's been um, manipulation of it, and there's just the, the what it's designed to do. Um, there's been a few howlers, and, and they've said, "No, look at what we're going to relax that." So I think that's um, that's certainly on news there, and I'm glad that we've we've done it because there's been a fairly strong yes. public push for it, and one in the media as well. All right, Flashman here at SCN, of course. Yes, uh, man downstairs, maybe a uh, uh, friend of the show, Kane Corns has been very strong on that one too. Good on you, Kane. Uh, yes. Hot or not, well the done. Tasmanian government's partnership with the US AFL. America's grassroots Australian Football League will make the Tasmania it will make Tasmania the USA's number one AFL team. Stop um. it! You're hot. <laughs> uh, look, um, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna embrace it. I'm gonna say it's hot. Um, oh, hey. Maybe Kevin. Maybe maybe Kevin Durant's um, an option for us um, after wanting to get out of Brooklyn, perhaps. Um, Do you want to know something? This, well, is, this look, is very timely. Keep the lines open as our good mate. This is very <laughs> is funny very because my brother Charlie lives in New Orleans at the moment. He's working over there. Shout out to him. He's our uh, NBA insider. Can um, we get him on the line? Uh, maybe next week. Maybe next week. Talk to Mitch. We can, okay, uh, sure. we can, we can ring him about this because he's been down at the Baton Rouge Tigers. Having a kick around with him oh, over there in uh, Louisiana, so he's not. He, is he? Well, so he's had four knee reconstructions. So my my parents have been say. on to him saying, "Hey, don't you even think about playing there?" But uh, the one thing they lack, uh, which seems to be here as well, is good umpires. So, um, or, or people that know the rules. I shouldn't, shouldn't say good umpires. They, people that actually know the rules over in America to, to uh, facilitate the game. So yes, he's going to be umpiring over there <laughs> in the. Um, in the, for the Baton Rouge Tigers, so the games they play, and he's going to go along and umpire and help coach them a little bit. He sent me some footage from training the other day, and my gosh, there's a long way to go for the Baton Rouge Tigers. The, um, <laughs> they are, uh, yeah, their skills aren't super great, but they're very enthusiastic and very happy to have Charlie down there, and um, I think he's going to have a blast That's with good. the Baton Rouge Tigers. Already asked for some free gear, which I thought was a bit, um, how you going? But, uh, yes, there we go. They're so... so <laughs> The Baton Rouge Tigers are our team. Flash, going forward, you'll have to support the Tigers over there, and obviously uh, the Tasmanian government will be supporting the US AFL. A couple more Flash before we let Hot it go. Knots. What are we thinking? Well, speaking of Charlie, Ooh. is Charlie Cameron the best small forward in the game? Hot or not? Um, uh, look, I think probably... Uh, no, I, I, th- I think not. Stop news. it! I think who's, well, well, who's, well, who? Let's frame. No, the I'm going to not. the group at the moment? No, I'm going to go not news for this one. I, look, I think Stengel, uh, Bolton, yeah. um, Charlie Cameron certainly up there as well. Tom Papley, um, a fit, healthy Tom Papley missed a lot of footy this year. Michael Walters uh, is another player. Yes, um, he also missed some footy, hasn't he? I think Kozo Pickett's going to be a fantastic player. Oh, a lot of these players, yes. young Indigenous players, and they play small forward, and they've just Bring something different. That yes, that um, electricity. Charlie's awesome. awesome. But the the small forward roles are really interesting one because so different in so many capabilities. Charlie Cameron, fantastic mark, like a really good mark. Shea Bolton, a great mark. Tyson Stengel does all of his stuff on the ground. 
Look, Pap- Papley's, an, Papley's yes. an okay mark, but he's a he's a line breaker half forward that yep. is just buzzing around. Like you can make Isolation a case. sort of operator. Isaac Heaney's a small forward, mate, probably a medium forward. But like there's yep. so many great forwards. But look, Charlie Cameron at his best, um, there is there is not many that are better than him, um, and it will be a hotly contested spot that uh, small forward. Roll all those small forwards rolls because um, there will probably only be one because they'll slide midfielders in there in the All Australian team. So, uh, yes, interesting, interesting, interesting. All right, Flashman, the last one to finish us up, uh, and oh, this one dear, very dear to your heart as well. Very good friend of yours. Hold or not, Adam Griffiths' move to Victoria as the bowling coach will be a positive move for the former Tasmanian cricket coach. Oh, I think that's a hot. Um, that's hot. There's no question. What his uh, skill set is an elite bowling coach, um, so he'll be a great addition to the Vicks. Um, that came pretty quickly. We'll try and get him on the radio next week. Actually, let's Would be have good, a yeah. let's have a chat to the big man. Um, but it, look, he, he's he's been a tremendous contributor of Tassie cricket, Jack, for a long, long time. Um, part of the inaugural Sheffield Shield winning team, of course. Um, yeah, he, good good luck to him. He he's going to be a great addition to the Vicks in that role, no doubt. Another, That's a hot. Yeah, another Tasmanian, hot. another Tasmanian coach heading back across the Bass Strait to coach here at Victoria. David Saker did it for a bit. Oh, we breed them. We breed the coaches. Greg we breed Shippard the coaches. as well. So yep. uh, interesting. There we go, Flashman, our favourite segment, hot or not. As always, Brilliant. if you've got a hot or not question, fire it in during the week. Uh, and we'll put it on the run sheet and we'll ask each other those hot or nots ne- on next week's show. Hasn't today gone quickly, Jackie yes, boy? Um, we've got a good show next Sport week. Sport coming out of our ears at the moment. Oh, mate, that was one of the biggest 24 hours of sport I can remember. Um, next week, young man, this is a big one. We've got the Premier on. Jeremy Rockcliffe's going to join us, which is extremely exciting. Took a little we'll while to get a line in. Harlem. We, we, we took a little while to get a line into Rockcliffe, didn't we? we had, we've obviously had Peter Gutwin on speed we dial. Did. But, oh, we looking did. forward to hearing, yes. to, hearing good morning Jeremy to you, Rockcliffe. Peter. Yeah, good, looking forward to hearing from Jeremy Rockcliffe next week as well. That's exciting. What else is on? Can I tell you what else? This well, this is this is a big one. We're going to have the Harlem Globetrotters in the studio ahead of their match at My State Bank Arena. Wow, wow, well, pretty cool. Flash, yes. flash. I've already dropped in. I've I've sent them a line, and I've sent them a little bit of audio. We're going to play this to them next week and see what they've got to say. Audio or footage. Selling more houses than just about anyone in the game. Look at him go. Oh, oh a bit of oh, Give him three points a for bit it. Of and he's working hard to get back for the board as well. They'll love the razzle dazzle, oh, but well, working back hard to get for the working will, back to get to the board. Correct. They will hate that bit of it. So, of course, that was AJ, uh, very good friend Defense of the show. Defense first, never, ever, <laughs> ever forget. Oh, Flashman! It's a good show. Oh, Flashman! I am looking forward to chatting fun. to uh, to the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, very, very exciting. They're coming yes. to town as well. Uh, to Tasmania as well, so um, that's going to be great and great to have them on the show. It has been a massive show, hasn't it, Flash? Uh, it's uh, it well, I, I actually can't believe now. the focus is on the Tigers, um, and you know what? Big, big game. West Coast are going good, so it's going to be another big weekend of footy, uh, and we are very, very lucky to have covered today and all the things that have happened last night. This has been Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie.